Rafiki! <laughs> Taking too long. Could you ask our friend, just give us five more minutes of silence <laughs> mm -hmm. so that we can finish can the interview? Welcome to See Africa, Breathe Africa, a weekly podcast for those who are interested in traveling responsibly and having fun doing it. to the mountains and if you listen to the hills if you listen to the rivers you can see Africa breathe Africa see Africa yeah see see Africa breathe Africa see Africa yeah In this episode, it's just Micha, Janine Hawa and the birds. My co-host Kahiri has helped with questions, but I had the unique opportunity to actually talk to somebody face-to-face -face in a beautiful natural environment. So once for the change, we didn't do any Zoom calls. We just went and chatted with Janine. I'm a female driver guide in Rwanda. And I'm basically known in bird watching, and I'm very much excited to talk about birds today. My first question is, how did you get into the business of birding? What made you appreciate our tiny friends of different colors who fly around and make noise? Since I grew up in the village, in a place where there, there was a, a very good view of uh, River Nyabarongo, the tourist cars were always stopping there. And I once asked the guide, can I also do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said, yes, you can do it. But do you think you can do this when you're a girl? And what did you say? I said, hmm, so what? So she, he was like, ah, anyway, are you a girl? Because I even had a short trouser instead of a skirt as other girls at school. And later he told me that I need to know how to drive. Will you do it? I said, I will go to, I thought I knew that they study driving skills through garages. He laughed and he had to interpret what you were talking about with the clients and they all laughed to the death. And you have to learn English or French. Then I decided to go to language and literature school. That's what I did. And after doing that, I told a friend of mine. So he gave me an idea of going to Facebook and look for people who does the same thing that I want. Then I started doing trainings, uh, started with the, with the first aid training, then wildlife training. While doing trainings, you meet tour operators, you meet tour guides. And once it was in the high season and there was a shortage of guides, then they were like, we know a lady somewhere who is very passionate, always reading books. And how did you come from general guiding to birding is your specialty? Uh, we found out that we have a shortage of skills about birds and they are receiving clients and they are expecting more. I started with joining the groups of who are going birding. I knew nothing. I had weird questions. They were like, now, is she going to be a bad guide? Can, can you give us an example of one of those <laughs> questions? <laughs> like, while describing a bird, I even asked the question concerning how they poo and... Yeah. 
Which is your favorite bird now that you know so much about them? There is a bird called Tropical Bobo. I like the heavy call, the confident, the spirit when it is calling. It's common, but the behavior doesn't make it very common. Could you describe it? People need to hear about colors and everything. Oh, the bird is uh, a black and white bird. Not big, not small. That often calls the heavy call. And everybody who thinks about birds will be like, what is that bird? Who is calling like that? You will attentively feel like you want to know the bird. Could you try and imitate the call? No, thank you so much. For me, being a completely lay person, I don't know much about birds. I usually get attracted by the colorful ones, but you like a black and white one. Why is it? The call was the one that called me to go look for the bird. I followed like 35 minutes moving around, waiting for the other special call to call again so that I can see it. And somebody told me the name and I tried to look for it in the book. Then I found the picture and I started looking for the bird, trying to match the, 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 the features that I saw with the call. How do you recommend somebody who doesn't know much about birding should get into it? Because when you like open a book, it's so much there, it's, you, you don't even know where to start. The good thing is birds can be found everywhere. They can even still find you in your home. You can maybe set bird feeders to see if you can attract some. And whenever you are, buy a book, a local book. How do you find it? Because they are all so similar. Okay, you can look on the map. Mm. It already gives you an idea. If that bird isn't in your area, then probably isn't mm -hmm. the, the right mm -hmm. bird. Yeah. But is there any trick? Description matters, like 900%. Even experts, they don't point at birds because they saw it for the first time. No, if, if it is for the first time, they pay attention, they say now, here is the black eye, here is the white spasirium, here is the fluffy tail. Now this can't be this bird. Now they need to go back in the book, check on the description, the features. Now they get to differentiate the bird they saw right away with the bird they were thinking it is. How often as a guide do you actually get uh, people like Micha who have no clue about birds compared to specialists who maybe come to Rwanda to look at a specific bird? When you meet a person and it's like, I want to go to this place, now get to know that he has some information. Are there enough birding locations in Rwanda that are developed and really easy yes, for you? Yes, yes. We have places that are very easy to access. Which ones would, would those be? Like Nyandungu wetland. It's a nice place, quiet place, because no cars passing there, no motorbikes. It's just a place that is eco-friendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Musambi village is also the same. Places that are too near the lakes, like in Bujesera, or you travel to Akajera. National Park? Yes, yeah. Akajera National Park, Jishwati, and Nyungwe National Park. Nyungwe is specifically special to endemic birds. Arbatan lift very endemic birds. So the person who will like come straight and say, uh, James, can we go together birding in Nyungwe? And you're like, why Nyungwe? And he'll be like, I've seen like hundreds and hundreds of birds. 
and uh, I want to go to Nyungwe for this specific bird. Can you list for us some of the special birds that people come for to Rwanda? Yeah, we have like Kungwe Apalis, which is um, a very tiny bird, beautiful one. And it's very layer with um, somehow straight beak, very shy, small black eye with the white eye link, with the under feathers that almost look like white ash. It's among the 27 we have of endemic birds that we share with Congo and Uganda. The Gorilla Highlands region that we always talk about. So we might be specifically focusing on Rwanda today, but bird life is pretty much shared by the three countries. Yes. Yeah. Do and, you have any other? And yes, yeah. I have any other yeah. one I even want to spot. Mm-hmm. I myself, it's not in Rwanda. Okay. And that bird can only be found in Uganda, in the world. Mm-hmm. Which it's one also is endemic. It's called Fox's Weaver. I've been checking on everybody who ever managed to spot it and take pictures. So that means now, when you get a client like me, I will be like... Can you please take me to a place you know I can be able to, to spot foxes with her? And there is a way you will meet a visitor who will be like, you know, I love birds, or maybe I'm a painter, I'm an artist, and I want to take the pictures, my own pictures, concerning on what I want to draw. So that's another birder who are interested in birding because of another reason. That one will not be like stressing. So you help people with very particular desires to see a specific bird. Mm-hmm. And you also help guests who just say, show me birds. Yeah, we go. We, there is even one you meet and you start from the book. Yeah. <laughs> you teach them how to use the book, how to read the description. You teach them even how to point at birds, how to dialect each other when they are on the field birding. Then they say, oh, wow, now I can go bird at home with friends and families since I know where to start. So you come across as a person who maybe developed interest in birds because people were asking about them, but now you seem to be passionate yourself. Yeah. What is special about birding? If you have a love for something and you mistakenly find your love to birds, it's always calling you. I found something. Something is frying. Who is that calling? Yeah, But lions will always be lions. Elephants will be always elephants. But birds, my dear, will always be another thing. How many birds are there in, in Rwanda? 707 now. Do you have a checklist at home so that you know how many yeah, you have? I have seen? a very tiny book that I always note my checklist. Plus the e-bird that I've been using for three years. Is that an app? Yes, mm-hmm. and a worldwide app that every birder uses in the world. And especially on this coming 13th, we're having Global Big Day. It's an event that takes part in everywhere in the world. And every birder, every group, they submit what they saw. And after a month, there is a checklist, a list of how all groups participated in the world. So 13th of May. Yes. That is the global day. Big day. The big... Yeah, global big day. It's called the big day. Yeah. Not birding day, but big day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's always a big day because imagine if you know you, at the same time, you are birding in a group of millions. 
doing checklists at the same time. How much contact do you have with uh, people in birding in Rwanda and also in Uganda and East Africa? I heard there was an online platform for East African birders, but that there are very few Rwandan members there. Where, where do Rwandan birders come together? We have a, a Rwandan club. We also have that platform that has like 300 people and other groups, other platforms concerning the, the, the location. Like in Musanze, we have Rwanda Youth Birders, which has like 90. And um, Rwanda Women Birders, and I'm part of the committee. We are like 30-something, but mm -hmm. the ones who are active are very few. And I'm on Uganda Women Brothers. Okay. Yes, and I'm on Word Women Brothers. Okay. Yeah, I met them 2018 in East African Birding Expo in Uganda. How is it to be a female in this industry? Not just a birding guide, but generally a tour guide. What are the advantages and what are the disadvantages of being a woman? Uh, first of all, there is no disadvantages of being a woman. It's a great thing. Women are used to be in the offices, in the shops, or in the government seats, which is okay. But food guide career, it's so tough. Can you tell us more about this kind of lifestyle? What does it mean? You have to be committed. You have to uh, undress the women lifestyle because waking up, feeling lazy or checking on your schedule after lunch in this career, that doesn't work. I usually hear of people going to see birds very early in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. what, what are the best times? When I'm birding, like not even with guests, myself going out for birding, at least I leave at home at 5 a.m. Okay, I want to be there when birds are waking up. I hear their calls, their waking calls. Uh, I see them moving, start looking for food. When the sun started coming out, you struggle spotting birds. Yeah, because it's sunny, it's hot, they are hiding, they are frying faster. They are maybe going to their livers finding water. As a birder, how can you be responsible? Uh, we advise not to go close to birds, at least seven meters, and not littering anything. No chewing gum, no plastics, no nothing. You know that they can be, they can attract birds because you don't know what is going to to do to them. And don't throw stones because you want to see it. Like the very very shy birds. You can see it move just in three seconds. You won't be able to take a picture or you won't be able to see it clearly so that you can checklist it. And you feel like, now what can I do? Now the very impatient people, when you don't look at them, they can even throw a stone. Yeah. Hoping that the, the bird would yes. fly away yes. and, 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 so and you, and you could see, see it. it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When you are with your guests in the bush and you know, being very quiet mm. and looking at birds. I assume that that also brings a bigger bond between you and the client. It's like yeah. different to be birding than looking at lions, right? Yeah, even birding, you need to be close to your client uh, because, you know, we have different behaviors. There is a time we meet a client who is very rude, who is hard to understand. 
And when you are budding, they are shouting, they are playing music, or they, they are standing that There are clients who play music while burdened. Yes, you know people, like for example, if there are five people in the group and one is not very interested, then he's there just to disturb you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an easy job sometimes. It's not an easy job sometimes. And imagine like reaching on the field and the sun is already out. You can't spot the birds well. One is already tired and you are tired looking up. You're like, now what am I going to do? I'm the guide. And the, and my shoulder is already tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to be very committed. But does this closeness and people who are, have more specialized interests, does it also mean that people tip well? Do you get more money because of that? It depends. It depends on the, on the experience or how present they are. When you say seven meters from the bird, I also, in my mind, create that image of a birder, you know, big lens, binoculars. Is birding only for those who have the money to buy that equipment? No, but again, how can you go birding without any single uh, equipment, like at least a binocular? I myself, I don't own a, a maybe a telescope because even in Rwanda it doesn't work very well because we are very hilly country. So I don't own a camera when I'm birding. I do my checklist and I love it so much because I'm always like a learner on the field. If you were to pick one person in the world, or even in human history, wow. that, that you would like to do birding with, who would you choose and why? This is <sighs> a question from Kahiri. I once made a lady, American lady. She was very eager and she was very fun on the field, to the extent where you felt like, now why this day is ending? Why is it raining? Why is it very sunny? Because you still want to be on the field with her. What was her name? She was Karen. She actually had a guide from the company and she had a request that she wants to work with a female guide, bad guide, in every country that she is going to. She did the whole East Africa, three months and a half. Wow. Yeah. And she was like, I loved you among the all women I met in the East Africa. We had fun. We had stories. Everything was like, wow, this is the birding I've been waiting for. So of all the people in the world and in human history, you would like her to come back and do birding with you again? Yes, yes, definitely. Would you like to learn more and go deeper? Follow us on Apple Podcasts by pressing the plus button at the top. Or on Spotify, you should simply tap follow under the podcast title.